everybody, and welcome to Creative Minds. Today we have a very special interview. So we are with Ryan Beard. How are you doing? Oh, you know, not too bad. I guess the first introductory question right away is, what do you do? Who are you? My first introductory question is, what am I on right now? (laughs) (laughs) A podcast? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that's a very good question. No, that is a good question. So basically, basically this podcast is where we interview like-minded creative people or just creative people in general, see how they think and what their thoughts on the creative process is and stuff like that. And it's always cool to have new people who do different things. So all about creativity for sure. Well, yeah, my name's, uh, my name's Ryan, Ryan Beard. I make videos. I make music. Uh, I've been doing a lot of TikTok recently and that's been taking up the majority of my time. Other than that, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. What was your beginning like? Like you've been like, uh, since Diaper is just musical and then uh, creative or what? <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, I was singing as a baby. Uh, my parents told me not to do that, so then I didn't sing again for a few Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, well, so I started playing piano when I was uh, 11. And I didn't really enjoy it. It was kind of just something I was doing because I had to. Um, But really when I started falling in love with music was when uh, I started doing theater when I was younger. Uh, And then when I started like playing piano on my own where it wasn't like, hey, learn this piece and memorize all the notes and then play it. It's this classical boring piece that you don't care about. Uh, I started to fall in love with music when it was more me just sort of messing around and doing whatever I wanted to do. That's fair. You listed a lot of things that uh, you like to do creatively. Out of which of those is your favorite right now? I mean, it's really a day-to-day thing. Some days I'll be like, I'm freaking sad, so I want to write a sad song. Sometimes I'll be (laughs) like, I want to write something funny because I want to make people laugh. So uh, it just sort of depends from day to day. Uh, I definitely would consider myself a comedian first and foremost because that's what most people seem to react well to when I put out something funny. They're like, I like your funny stuff. (laughs) So I guess I just keep making funny stuff basically. Okay. Who are some of your uh, comedic inspirations? Everyone uh, just as a joke is like, not as a joke, they're like, you're a less funny version of Bo Burnham. (laughs) (laughs) Bo's pretty great. Yeah, and so I definitely, uh, I love Bo Burnham. I love his style. But I'd say my even bigger inspiration is probably Tim Minchin. Mm. I don't know if you know Tim Minchin, he's an Australian musical comedian. I mean, Bo Burnham and Tim Minchin are both like very cynical about the world. And I'd say that's like, that's definitely my style is not necessarily being a pessimist about it, but just mm-hmm. never doing anything at face value, analyzing things from a more realistic perspective. And that's where I get a lot of my comedy from, I guess. Oh, analysis. Nice. Analysis. Yeah. Life analysis. Right. Interesting. Dang. I know a lot of creators have a problem with having judgments affect them, but you seem to be pretty good at like pushing away like judgment and stuff like that. What is your secret? I definitely internalize a lot of judgment. Uh, Judgment Mm. does get to me more than I'd like to let on you know but i think it gets i think it gets to most people honestly um but i would say it's kind of stupid but there's a there's a line in game of thrones where Tyrion is talking to Jon snow and he's like i know i'm a dwarf 
And as long as I keep saying I'm a dwarf, then no one can use that against me. So I kind of, uh, I kind of use that to my advantage of like, I'm a little bit chubby. So I'm, I'm the first one to call out that I'm chubby or, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, anything that I'm going to get cyberbullied for, I'm going to be the first person who points out those things. So then when someone is like, oh, you're this thing, I'm like, yeah, I just said that. So what? You know, so it, it sort of takes the power. Uh, it still hurt at the end of the day. Would you say that you've developed those skills over time or do you say that you were uh, gifted at the start with that? Uh, I mean, I've always been super self-deprecating from the get-go. I always, <laughs> I'm always the first making fun of myself, but... Yeah, I think as I got older, I sort of developed that more and more. Definitely as a kid, uh, I was more of like a shy, homeschooled kid. It wasn't always my first instinct to, to be that way. But, you know, as you get more cynical and sarcastic, you build, oh, up, yeah. uh, you build up your thick skin, I guess. But I don't know. I don't consider myself like super thick skin. But you were homeschooled? I was homeschooled, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And I, cool. uh, I was on America's Got Talent and I. Uh, Wait, hold on. What? Time out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't up. know that? I, I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> yeah. So I was on, uh, I was on America's Got Talent and that was sort of my, uh, my thing that I joked about is how I was homeschooled and, and, and all that. So what did you do? I played piano and sang. Oh, okay. So I wrote like a little funny song about how Basically, it was just playing into all the stereotypes people have about homeschoolers, but sort of joking about them. So clearly, it's clearly I'm not being serious about the stereotypes. It's more just sort of calling out like what people assume about homeschoolers. Right. Was that like your most high pressure moment? You feel like, or do you even like feel the pressure before you go on stage these days? Uh, yeah, I totally. Right, right <laughs> before before I went on stage for that, I was freaking out for about a month. Um, <laughs> a month, solid. <laughs> Yeah, well, once I found out I was going to be on the show, then that's mm-hmm. pretty much it's constantly in the back of your head. Like, mm-hmm. it's this many more days until I'm going to be going and auditioning. But once I got out on stage, I think I went into that, like, adrenaline mode where the nerves sort of went away. And it was more just like, I don't have time to be nervous right now. I need to just focus on what I'm doing. And uh, I was just having such a, a probably a hit of dopamine and adrenaline that once I got out hey. there, it really hard, <laughs> so... Solid. But leading up to it, yeah, I was freaking out. <laughs> How long ago was that audition? Three and a half years ago. Oh, wow. So it's been a while. Yeah, would you say that that experience on America's Got Talent has influenced you like in any way when it comes to like either yourself or your or more people knowing about your creativity? Yeah, I mean, that was the first, like, I hadn't ever performed musical comedy live before I was on the show, which isn't uh, very common. Usually the comedians who go on America's Got Talent, this is what they do every day. But mm-hmm. for me, it was, I had seen Bo Burnham and, and then I kind of just went out and did it, you know? Um, right. Yeah, it definitely influenced me moving forward. That was the first time I'd had a, an audience of any sort watching my stuff. And, you know, unfortunately afterwards, the audience of America's Got Talent or any of these reality shows is very fickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they'll, they'll get really invested into you like wow i like this guy and then the second you get voted off they're like nope don't care anymore move on to the next <laughs> oh wow yeah. so i i got like um i got a decent amount of followers from like being on the show but then i was just steadily losing them over the course of the next three years mm-hmm. so <laughs> i was not growing at all i was just basically shrinking in followers which to have that be happening over the course of 
multiple years can be pretty uh, disheartening. Why do you think it did shrink? Because you have all these people who followed you because you're on America's Got Talent, and then you show up on their timeline again, and they're like, oh, this dude, I'm still following him. I don't care anymore. Mm. So then, <laughs> so I, I got up to like 4,500, and then over the course of uh, two years, I got down to 4,000. So basically, I lost like 500 followers. So. Dang. It's because it's like kind of like, you like I, I want to say artificial growth, but kind of like such a boost that you can't compare to, to what you do normally, you know? Mm. And then you just kind of like you negatives, you negatives, negatives it. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like yeah, sub for sub, you know. Yeah. They're not really following because they care about me as a person. Aww. It's like I just saw him on the right on the TV, and now I'm gonna follow him right. for whatever. That's a good uh, unmotivational Monday. Something about followers not caring about you or something like that. Yeah. For people that don't know, I have a series that I do on TikTok called unmotivational monday where the whole <laughs> idea is take a topic and then be as depressing about it as possible <laughs> uh, wow okay <laughs> my uh the one i'm doing this week actually is uh is like don't follow your dreams because like most people who move to hollywood never become famous actors mm -hmm. most musicians never become successful and most people who want to be famous on social media like aren't yeah so that's basically like <laughs> It's basically just me being overly pessimistic. Like, why even try if all these companies are just, like, profiting off of your failures, basically? Mm. That's clever. <laughs> that's very interesting. I've never heard of something exactly. like that before. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of, I just take any topic and I'm like, what's the, what's, how can I be very negative about this, but hopefully still in a funny way? Since since you mentioned TikTok, what, what made you initially gravitate towards that platform? I think it all started from... I really enjoyed Vine back in the day. I actually downloaded Vine like right when it came out, but I didn't really think it was going to turn into anything. And then I watched it become this like massive platform that now people are quoting Vines and, you know, David Dobrik started on Vine, Cody Co started on Vine, all these really famous people. You know, just when I, I, I made like a few Vines, but it was like right as Vine was dying basically at the very end. Um, so with this, I was like, TikTok's kind of a joke. I, I started like about five months ago. It came from Musical.ly, so everyone basically mm. made fun of Musical.ly because right. the content was terrible. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw potential as far as like, I'm going to get on this platform and do things in a way that no one else is doing it. Mm. Um, so like, for example, most people just shoot videos on their phone, lip syncing to audios. And like 99% mm -hmm. of my videos are things I create myself with my own audios. I shoot on an actual camera, not on my phone. And I edit it on my computer, not on, you know, not in the TikTok app. So I, right. I say that, that that was like a conscious choice from the get go of like, I'm just going to do everything I can to sort of differentiate myself. And hopefully over time, that'll work in my favor. Right. I'm using like a nicer camera. And sometimes using a nicer camera can actually detract because people want authenticity. You know, that's true. Yeah. Are you like in school now or what's like your, uh, your life like right now? Okay, so yes, I am I am doing school right now and I actually have to do an assignment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> due at midnight. Um, Heck but yeah. I'll just talk you through like my path with school because I think it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled. Um, and then when I was 16, I started going to community college um, because that's the thing a lot of homeschoolers do. They like start going to college early. Um, so I took like, I was like sort of focused on acting at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, like just doing gen ed classes and acting. So I went to community college for 
think it was three years. So until I was 18, basically. And then when I was 18, I was on America's Got Talent. I got all wrapped up. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. What I'm going to do is just drop out of school and move to L.A. and try to become successful. <laughs> so I stopped going to school. Uh-huh. Play. Uh, I was there for a year and I was like, no, I'm not feeling this. So I moved back to Kansas City, uh, which is where I'm from. And then I went back to the community college, took a few courses there. While I was doing that, I applied for a composition program, a music composition program at a school. Um, I got accepted into the program. I started going to school. On the first day I went, I was like, nah, I don't like this. And I dropped out. <laughs> wow. So I out on the first day. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back to L.A. So I moved to L.A. again. Um, was there for uh, about six months. Um, and then I moved back home again. <laughs> wow. Now I'm back in Kansas for the second time. Uh, so I've been all over the place. Just and so, back, back to school. Yeah, back at school. So mm-hmm. Well, now what I'm doing, and I'm really happy I'm doing this, I'm doing online school. Oh, yeah. Um, studying through Berkeley College of Music. Um, and I'm doing their online composition program. So all that goes to say, hopefully that's not boring listening through my my journey. But um, I definitely feel like, like, yes, you could look at the path I've gone on and say, like, that was so stupid. You wasted so much <laughs> bouncing all over the place. But, like, I finally found where I'm happy. I really enjoy doing these online courses and not feeling like I just never felt like I wanted to be someone who takes five classes all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Because mm-hmm. you have so many classes, it's like that just envelops your entire life. I just wouldn't have had time to be mm-hmm. creative, basically. So, mm-hmm. What percentage of the day-to-day basis is it when you're oh. talking about doing school versus being creative? Like, what's the percentage of each, like, day by day? Right now, I'm only taking one class because the classes are expensive. So I'd like to be taking two mm-hmm. or three courses um, but right now it's it's like ninety five percent just making videos and then mm-hmm. like or maybe ninety percent and then like ten percent right. doing the courses. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm devoting like most of my time into making videos right now because mm-hmm. I'm trying to put out a high quality TikTok every single day. So that right. takes takes mm-hmm. all the time. I feel like once you reach a certain level, you can like l- let off the gas a little bit. Yeah, as far as like like for example. Like Liza Koshy is now absolutely massive. So she can go a month without posting and then post again and everyone just flocks right back to it because she's super famous. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're at my level and I'm, you know, growing, I feel like I do have to post really consistently mm-hmm. because I want to become some someone who people recognize. And if I if I do, I mean it's just the reality with how quick the internet moves these days. Mm-hmm. If you skip, you know, a month or two even two weeks or something, it can really people will move on to the next thing. And that's just like the scary reality of it. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like trying to figure out how to stay mentally healthy while also grinding out. That's true. But also not letting your content get stale because you're like, Oh, I have to do another video today. Like mm-hmm. you have to keep enjoying it and keep being creative, but also it's every day. And it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to juggle. Would you consider yourself a workaholic? I'd say I'm a workaholic when it's, something i want to be doing mm-hmm. like I was, I was working as a server for a long time um and i enjoyed serving um because of the like the the inter- interaction with people and making people happy and all that but 
there were definitely the negative sides to it. Like I was getting really tired. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely not a workaholic when it came to that. I just wanted to go home. But yeah, as, as far as like creatively, I'm definitely someone who I'll procrastinate. I'm like, oh, I need to do this video, but I'm just going to sit here <laughs> for 30 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. But once I start doing it, then, uh, then I'm very one track minded. Yeah. So I'm, I'll just focus in on it and my brain will just be like, you're going to work for the next four hours until you get this done. Right. So as far as that goes, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not someone who's like taking a ton of breaks or anything. Like once yeah. I get started on a project, I sort of just grind mm-hmm. until I get it done basically. So have you ever had like ruts, you know? Yeah. So since I've started doing TikTok, I haven't mm-hmm. really yet, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And the, the way that I've, I've, avoided that is I've given myself a lot of different creative avenues. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make acapella songs. And then I also have these weekly things that are, you know, every week I'm doing an unmotivational Monday. And then I also have a series called woke Wednesdays where I just sort of make fun of people who are like oh, trying to overly be woke and preach to mm-hmm. people about it. But every week it's sort of like, okay, I'm doing unmotivational Monday. Let's think through all the topics of things I could make someone unmotivated about okay this week i'll do this then i just sit down for 30 minutes and think okay how am i going to structure this into into content so it's not as much like it's not as scary like oh i have to do seven videos you know it's more like okay well i know that these two videos are going to be this and then okay on friday i can do an acapella song and just sort of find which song is popular right now okay so then we have three days down okay saturday i'll do a joke about this and Wednesday, I've had this idea, so thankfully I've been able to avoid it that way. But definitely, back when I was, whenever I'm busy with other stuff in my life, I think that's when it's really easy to get into a rut because you get focused on other things and mm-hmm. it'd be hard to find the time and everything. So, since you mentioned music, how long have you been doing music for? So, like I said, I started playing piano when I was 11, so that's like 11 years ago. I guess that's half my life. Um, wow. <laughs> but but I didn't start doing it like on a regular basis until I was, I'd say maybe like 15. Um, And my first big project I did is I, it's the first time I'd ever written songs. Uh, I did a parody version of uh, the TV show, The Office. Mm. So I wrote like a full length musical based on that. Um, And then me and my friends like produced it and and did it in like an actual theater and everything. So that was the first time. That was the first time I was like, wow, I was able to write some songs that like people mm-hmm. to enjoy. And so then I, I sort of just um, stuck with it after that, basically. That's cool. And then it's just, it's just been something where pretty much every day I'll, I'll play some song or come up with some idea. Or you just juggle a hundred different things in your head at the same time and then figure <laughs> out, okay. Now I'm like, okay, I don't have a video for today. What's an idea I had three months ago? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I so have musical I have some musical comedy songs that I've, I, I honestly started work, working on them like two years ago. And then I just, oh, wow. Out. wow. Yeah. I'm someone who will write, like come up with an idea and then just shelve it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back to it. So. Yeah. Do you have a social life? <laughs> uh, I try to make sure I try to always make sure I'm like hanging out with people. Um, and I still have like friends and everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not someone who has a social life in the in the like in the weekends. I'm gonna go party or I'm gonna do this on mm-hmm. this 
whatever. I'm more someone who's just likes to have a handful of friends and every once in a while hang out with them. So I, I am a solitary person, but I do try to make sure to still make time for people because otherwise right, I just yeah. go. I feel like most of my content could be April Fool's. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> Dang! So on April Fools, you should be super serious, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is what I'm do. <laughs> no, it's actually funny because Emrys sent me uh, your Spotify single, which oh, nice. I really liked. So I was wondering what the process of creating that was like, from like idea to being on Spotify, because I think like that's the only song on Spotify that I found from you under that name. Yeah, that's only. Uh like single i've released so far but i'm working on it i'm working on an album right now so Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> this is exciting. so the process behind that was so i remember how i said i went to la and then i came back home and then i moved back to la again mm-hmm. so in in that sort of uh, span of time where i was back home i had a little bit of a falling out with some of my uh friends that i was close with like more of my like childhood friends because I'd been gone for a while. So mm-hmm. everyone sort of like, you know, moved apart. Right, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. My ideals changed as you do, as you get older. And right, of course yeah. people, are, Oh, you just changed because you went to LA or this or that. But I'm like, no, I changed because I wanted to change. And I thought through things and now I have different opinions than I used to have. Um, but I think we kind of butted heads a little bit. And I was a little, a little more public maybe with, with some of my, change of uh ideals mm-hmm. than i then i was posting on facebook about it which isn't always the, the <laughs> best thing yeah <laughs> sort of moved apart and then i was just like come on guys i miss when we used to hang out and everything and, right uh, yeah and i wrote that song called i scared all my friends away and it's it's oh wow it's very, uh, oh my gosh it's very, <laughs> yeah. i didn't realize wow that's that song is yeah. way more depressing now <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I wrote that song uh, at one of my really low points where basically, basically my group of friends straight up said like, uh, no, we, I I was like, guys, it seems like you don't invite me to hang out anymore. And then they were like, yeah, that's purposeful. We purposefully don't invite you anymore. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, cool. Well, at least you're honest about it. And I I don't, I don't think they're fully to blame for that i think there was blame on both parts and we were all kind of mm. immature about it but i think it's a pretty universal thing you, that everyone goes through at some point of feeling like your friends are moving apart or you've done something right, yeah. that's you know not be as close to anymore but, but yeah so that's, that was the inspiration for that song and then i just really like um as far as like the music side i i really like sort of lo-fi kind of 80s vibe stuff mm. um so i sort of infused that with my um, songwriting style because i write everything on the piano so i was like how can i sort of branch out so it's not just another piece that sounds like i'm just playing piano and singing right. so yeah and i filmed a music video where um my friends threw trash at my face <laughs> <laughs> solid yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually really like that song though that's a good it's it's good for sure oh yeah. thanks man yeah. yeah i appreciate it um yeah, it's, it's been cool because um, Spotify has been pushing it a little bit. So That's cool. Some, oh, dang. Nice. Yeah, so some, some people have listened to it, and hopefully, you know, things will keep heading in that direction. But I have no uh, expectations. I'll just keep making stuff until people stop caring about it. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, 
technically this is uh your first genius interview about your your single so hi uh, genius we beat you anyways uh <laughs> solid do you want me to go lyric by lyric i mean i mean, pretty... I mean <laughs> no you don't have to i was making an observation because I, I guess the question is, have you ever been interviewed about your creativity before? Uh, not in like a formal setting. The only I've only really done one other podcast, oh. and that was a podcast that one of my friends did. Uh, it was he's a he's a Christian, mm -hmm. and I used to be a super strong Christian, and that was sort of the thing I went through. Is I'm not really a Christian anymore, so I went on his podcast and sort mm -hmm. of talked about like why that was and stuff. But as far as creatively. This is my first, uh, my first interview. Nice. Nice. Hopefully, I, hopefully I'm doing them all right. Yeah. We've been, yeah. we've been some people's podcast firsts. So that's, that's always good. I know. Yeah. Right? Very cute thing. Uh, so, um, <laughs> anytime I'm on any podcast from now on, I'll have to be like, yeah, you guys aren't first. Um, you guys oh. aren't creative minds. Oh yeah. Oh, give me that, give me that shout out for real. <laughs> The future you want is just to become like to be creative for a living, right? Just do this stuff and earn a living. Yeah, I want. I mean, my my next big goal, I guess, is to just keep building it. Um, and I'd love to like go on tour. I think that'd be super fun. That's something I've wanted to do since I was like, a mm -hmm. kid. So, um, if if that's, I'm gonna do a musical comedy tour where I'm doing like a Bo Burnham style show or something, or if people really enjoy my serious music then i could do like a show where i'm you know no matter what type of show i do i'm sure i'll be joking around or whatever but ooh, tour life I mean, nice. me and emrise have talked about going on tour maybe you should come on along with hey the, that'd be cool what what tour will that be what, uh, i don't know you guys yeah you guys should do a podcast at the same time as i'm playing music <laughs> that'd be really solid like, it'll it, yeah it'll be like a podcast but like you'll play like piano and stuff and like interact with yeah. what we're talking about or just like completely like just jump in the middle of what we're saying be like hold on wait a minute that's not how it went or something <laughs> like i don't know eventually eventually me and mris want to go on tour and we want to bring some people with so for sure we'll consider you no i'm kidding no that would be cool <laughs> in 10 years basically yeah 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 it'll happen in 10 years yeah. <laughs> dang do you watch Pundidly? Do I watch Pundidly? Well, what made you ask that question? Well, <laughs> this is funny because I know that you know uh, Gabe, Weird Name Productions, because yeah. you were in his memes video, and I wanted to know how you got in that circle of friends. Nice. Well, I, I, I think that's funny that you asked that because, <laughs> yeah, I became super good friends with Chris when I was out in L.A. He shot the music video for I Scared All My Friends Away. Ah, okay. Um, and he's in the music video for it, and he's we've made multiple videos together. So yeah, I'm. Uh, we went to VidCon together. I went ah. with Gabe and um, the other Gabe. Yeah, nice, right. Yeah, everyone go check out Chris Howard. He's super cinematic with his. Uh, he's good. Yeah. style and everything. So how do you how do you know Gabe? I know Gabe because of Blimey Cow. If you've ever heard Gabe, of that channel. Like, You've been to like Blimey Con? Yeah, I've anything? been to Blimey Con. <laughs> Everyone is so connected on the internet. Yeah. It's so weird. I know. That's what I was asking. I was going to ask if you watched Blimey Cow, and I thought maybe oh, that's yeah, how watched, you knew. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch Blimey Cow. Usually, I watch most of their videos. Nice. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, um, 
that's not necessarily how I met Chris. Right. They're like, oh, he did a song about being homeschooled. Chris was also homeschooled or whatever. And then we became friends through that. Right. Uh, it, I've never been like a part of the Blind Cow community or anything. It's just a channel that right, I've watched. Yeah. I will follow you on TikTok now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got to be sure to <laughs> now. Otherwise, it's just going to be awkward. <laughs> That's been my goal this whole time. I'm like, I just wanted to follow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I, I know, right? I followers. See, I, I have, I have to see if you're worthy of my follow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Creative Minds. Thank you again, Ryan, for being on the podcast. This episode was brought to you by Squares. That's great. And we will see you in two weeks ish. Remember, stay creative. The outro plays. It's cool. It's a pretty dope outro. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty epic. You got to have a good outro. Oh, yeah. You gotta have a good- we have an epic intro and an epic outro. It's great. Which one's more epic, then? I mean, the outro is basically part of the intro. So, I mean, it's not that different, but. Maybe someone. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. Well, um, yeah, have a great evening. I got to go do this assignment. Hopefully I won't uh, be late. I'm going to stop recording.